2: Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. (laughs) Incumbent Joseph Berrios administers a tax assessment system that many say is biased in favor of the rich and the powerful, but it's been under review. And Berrios is also chairman of the Cook County Democratic Party, so he's a high-profile target. In this race, Barrios is being challenged by an outspoken consultant with extensive tax court experience and a wealthy and outspoken ex- asset manager. Uh, this weekend, we're going to hear from the candidates. First up is Andrea Rayler. She's a tax appeal consultant, so she mostly represents property owners who want to get their assessments lowered. Lower assessments mean lower tax bills. Uh, she is a mother of three and owns her own business. Andrea, Andrea Rayler, welcome.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: Um well, let's uh, face it, your biggest battle so far has been trying to remain on the ballot. At one point, both the Berrios and uh, and uh, Fritz Kagi campaigns were accusing you of not following the rules on circulating your nominating petitions and having them notarized. Your fight's been, in many ways, against that and protecting your signatures, but also against the rules themselves, hasn't it?
0: Well, you, we both were in uh, a challenge. Berrios had challenged Kagey and I on the number of signature requirements, and we passed that. We did both get the required signatures, not only the minimum of 8,200. We got well above that. I got 14,000 good signatures, and Kagi got his. So that was done. The Board of Elections said our names stay on the ballot. Kagi carried the uh, objections further on quantity, uh, on quality. And the quality was whether or not a notary failed to notarize a petition or whether a notary had notarized something without the circulator being in his presence. So these are errors and technicalities that he is continuing this 49 day objection.
2: Okay. And this is a case that uh, was being decided and is still being decided as we record this interview. Um, Fritz Kage's campaign uh... has thrown out hints that you are a uh... a stalking horse a uh... W- for people who don't know what that term is it's a put-up candidate to help joe Berrios win. they say you've contributed to joe Berrios uh... and his daughter who was a former state lawmaker tony Berrios. what do you say to those uh... suggestions that you are really in this to split the uh... split the anti Berrios vote
0: i think it's a Kagi strategy that he's been working on since day one um, in 2012, I ran for Cook County Assessor against Joe Berrios. I did not have enough signatures, so I did I had to withdraw. I didn't have uh, that count that I had this year, which is 23000 um, In 2014, where was Frederick Kagey when Joe Berrios took a pass and he ran alone and uncontested? I have been interested in the property tax system for 30 years. I used to work at the Cook County Board of Tax Appeals, And uh, after that, I was invited to the Harold Washington administration in the comptroller's office called the Taxpayer Advocate. Um, There's no truth whatsoever. As a matter of fact, um, I've been a thorn in the side of the Cook County assessor, the last two, since I have been very active in Springfield, passing laws that help homeowners uh, get their refunds quicker and also limit the amount of time that they have to pay back Omitted assessments, that used to be 10 years that the assessor could get you to pay back omitted assessments. We reduced that to three years. Uh, So I think that those are just ridiculous uh, strategies that the Keggy campaign has put on. Um, And as far as giving money to um, the Cook County chairman and even to any female candidate, in particular it was Maria Berrios, that was in 2012, and I've not given any since then.
2: Well, you uh, are the first woman to run for, uh, for this office in, in decades. Uh, you know, one, one might say maybe women have been too smart to run for this office. Why? Uh, really, why should anyone want this job?
0: It is an obscure office, not as much as it used to be. I'm the first Democratic woman to run in 85 years. There have been 11 tax assessors. They've been all male, and they hang on to that office for a long time. Because as we know, there have been 51 mayors since they have had their elections, and that was back in 1837. But in 1932, when the office was created, it's been men after men, and and people are not aware of it. Uh, Obviously, with my long career in the assessment industry, I'm the only professional property tax assessment uh, in this race. Uh, With my long history of of work, I used to work with the... um, taxpayer federation and created a book called the Illinois property tax system taxation without representation and that book was produced in 1996 with the Harold Washington's comptroller and it showed all of the flaws that was in the system at that time so those sale ratios and the problems that we saw in the Tribune that uh, came out the three series in May those mirrored the problems that we had mirrored the same kind of issues that we had 26 years ago I've known this, and I've taken uh, ordinances or, or actually legislation to make those changes important to homeowners and make it better. And I also go out to the community and give um, free how to appeal your property taxes in minority communities that tax lawyers won't go into. So you see me in Markham and Posen and Alsep and Dixmoor and Calumet Park. You've seen me there in, in People know me for 30 years that I go out there and explain the process and work with the um, Smart Money Week, giving financial literacy to first-time homeowners in the black and brown communities. We don't see Kagey out there. Uh, we don't see Burials out there. But I have a long history, and I'm proud of that history in the reform of the property tax system.
2: Well, as I mentioned in the introduction, the uh, the tax assessment system is under review right now by, uh, by uh, an outside consultant to the county. Uh, and it may be overhauled no matter who's in office. Uh, what are the things that need changing, uh, and and what's your assessment, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, of, of this
0: review? You know, it's the time has come when we did that 1996 uh, tax uh, um, study called Illinois Property Taxes, Taxation Without Representation. That was a clarion call for reform, and some of those reforms came through. Now, we need to implement the new formula that assesses market values accurately, and I plan to do this. We need to ban the play-to-play game where I will not be taking any money from practitioners at the, uh, before the assessor's office, tax lawyers, and appraisers. But this is important. We need to level the playing fields so that people understand how their assessments are established, how their market values are established. Two years ago, I wrote an article for Chicago Legal Magazine that talked about the problems of the excessive property tax appeals. We have too many property tax appeals because the assessor's office spends about 25% of its administrative costs doing property tax appeals. They need to get it right the first time, and only 3% of your administrative costs should be on property tax appeals. You need to get it right in the first place.
2: Why is Fritz Kagi not to be trusted to be able to reform this system
0: Fritz Keggy has not been in this system and has not been concerned with this system since he became an owner of a property in 2012 and he bought one in hard park for a million dollars and he's been grossly under he's been assessed at six and seven hundred thousand not paying about thirteen thousand dollars in property taxes that he should have paid to the system he comes about when there's an opportunity He has no history of any kind of tax um, work except for he had gotten a certification, a 16-hour course that has him certified as a certified Illinois assessing officer. I could have written the curriculum for that type of a course, and, um, and I give these property tax courses frequently through the Community Investment Corporation or Smart Money Week. So I was disappointed to see that the Only person to come into the property tax race was Fritz Kaithke because in May I was asked, Do you want to run? Are you considering running? I said, Are you kidding? People are going to line up for this Cook County race. Now is the time. No one came along except for Fritz. I didn't think he was qualified. I put my hat in the ring.
2: Very quickly, do you think that the pressure from the party is what's held down the competition?
0: Absolutely. You're running against the most powerful politician, and that is the Cook County Democratic chairman, who happens to be the tax assessor who oversees $12.9 billion in revenue that he collects from Cook County taxpayers.
2: That was Andrea Rayla, one of the candidates for Cook County assessor. You're listening to News Radio 780's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore. Next up, a conversation with Frederick Fritz Kage, who is vying for the seat now held by assessor Joe Berrios. Fritz Kagey is a financial asset manager with a private firm. He describes that as helping average families save for retirement and focusing on global small companies. He was born and raised in Hyde Park and now lives in Oak Park with his wife and three children. Fritz Kagey, welcome.
3: Hey, thanks for having me on, Craig.
2: Well, outside independent consultants have completed their review of the Cook County Property Tax Assessment System and their uh, recommendations are going to be on the table. So some people might argue that the county uh, assessments are going to be reformed no matter who takes office. Do you have any such confidence?
3: (laughs) Not really. This is just the latest in a mountain of these reports that have come out and we don't really need to have a drum roll to tell us that this assessment system is regressive, that it's not fair, that it needs to be fixed. This is actually what uh, Joe Berrios campaigned on in 2010 and yet he hasn't done anything about it. It's gotten worse. And the other thing we have to remember is that this study only studies half of the problem, residential unfairness. The most greatest uh, uh, outlandish um, part of the assessment system is dramatic underassessment of big commercial buildings downtown. This is the center of pay-to-play. This is why residential homeowners have to carry such a burden, yet this study didn't even look at it, didn't even study it.
2: But does the study, uh, in some ways, help toward it if it does uncover inequities in the residential uh assessments
3: well the study tells us that the system is regressive and that we need to make it less regressive and we need to put in new models and that here are the measures that will tell us if we're getting there but we already knew this we knew this in previous reports um and what you need to have is an assessor where you have confidence and a determination to get there we've had an assessor who's been here two terms hasn't gotten it done. It's only gotten worse. And he gets his money from uh, people who who uh, rest at the resi- reside at the center of this pay-to-play system that has created the inequity in the first place. I don't come from the property tax appeals world, yet I have the financial valuation skills to do this work, and I'm not taking donations from that industry, so I'm perfectly placed to bring about the changes necessary to, to put these changes in place that the report recommends.
2: Now, a statement from the Berrios campaign, uh, says that Joe Berrios has been working to fix the system he inherited. They stress that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, they say he's completed assessment cycles on time and made major reductions in his staff. What do you say about what he's done?
3: You know, we won World War II in four years. Uh, Eight years is too long to solve this assessment, to wait to get a resolution of this problem, and it's gotten worse under his regime. You know, two-thirds of the commercial assessments of uh, business assessments under his uh, uh, under his oversight of the office, according to the Tribune, weren't even changed by a single dollar. That's incredible dereliction of duty if we think about all the different changes that have happened over the time as assessor. You know, Amazon has really changed the environment for retailers throughout the country, throughout Cook County, yet they're not changing the assessment for commercial and industrial assessments for two-thirds of those parcels in Cook County. It's outrageous.
2: So what are the kinds of changes that you envision for that office? What needs to happen there?
3: Sure. First of all, we have to eliminate pay-to-play. So we're not taking donations uh, as a candidate or as assessor from the property tax appeals industry, which has really corrupted this office to begin with. The clients of these uh, firms are the downtown skyscraper owners that are so under-assessed. So that's one. Two, we're going to put into place the better model that is already owned by this office that's shown to be less regressive, more accurate uh, and can be implemented with the, uh, the IT resources that they have in place today. That was developed by the University of Chicago, Bob Weissboard, funded by the MacArthur Foundation. We will put that into place. We're determined to do it. Third, we're committed to total transparency to tell people how their assessments were calculated. This has never been done in this county uniquely among the counties of Illinois. People have a right to know where we're getting these numbers from so this office is accountable for the favoritism the error, the regressivity, the bias that has clearly been in place that it's clearly generating today. We're, we're going to open up the data and algorithms to third parties so this office can be held accountable. It can show its work. We think how you judge this office is how is it doing for the average person who does not appeal. That's the only way we solve the problems of the office.
2: Now, How do you attack the issue of the commercial assessments though? That's a that's another animal and and another problem.
3: Very plainly. We market to market. You know, when Blackstone buys the Sears Tower, the Willis Tower, for $1.3 billion, for more than a billion dollars, and its mortgage is more than a billion dollars, that's what it's worth in the market. Yet it's assessed at just half that level. When we give billions of dollars of benefits to this building and other buildings like it, um, everyone else has to make up the difference. So what we do is we mark these buildings to market, and they're very uh, easy ways to do this that institutional investors use around the world. we can put into place use these modern techniques which take into account the income of the building but also interest rates and the rates of return that investors want you know people around the world are beating a path to buy buildings downtown but we haven't adjusted that in our assessments
2: now it's not going to end appeals and that is the big uh, a big business for for the lawyers in this area Um, what's going to be the difference
3: well so uh, commercial building owners will always hire lawyers to try to get appeals. What is key is that we have a rigorous process in place and a determined application of those processes so that there aren't outliers that people can cherry pick from to get a special deal for themselves at the expense of everyone else. We want to have a rigorous application of these valuation techniques to all downtown corporate downtown skyscrapers um, so that then we can show, hey, there's a uniform standard, it applies to everyone, we're marking it to market, we're being fair.
2: Now, let's talk a little bit about you. Why should voters trust an asset manager uh, instead of someone who's had more dealings with property taxes and property values? And that's obviously a theme of uh, Andrea Rayla's campaign, that, uh, that she has that kind of experience. Why don't you need that kind of experience if you're going to be doing
3: this well, job? Well, I'm the only person in this race who's a certified Illinois assessment officer. This is a credential that's required of every county assessor and township assessor in the whole state, except for Cook County, which is bizarrely exempted from this requirement. Um, and in in getting that training, I've become aware of the professional standards that we have in this industry. My career has been dedicated to valuing assets and stewardship. I have over two decades of that experience. And you need someone who is not part of the property tax appeals industry to take this industry on, which has corrupted I, this, this office. I have never profited from... The inequities from the system um, and we need to take the, take that on head-on to solve the problems in this office. We can't solve uh, the problems of this office with more appeals. Appeals are basically an exercise in cherry-picking to benefit a small group at the expense of a larger group. What we need is accuracy using data so that all benefit from greater accuracy and there's less need for appeals.
2: Now for the members of the average public, the average homeowners, um, they have the ability to appeal. What would you do to make it easier for them to make appeals? Now, admittedly, you're trying to get things right the first time, but what would you, what, how could you make it more accessible
3: to them? Well, sure, we're going to we're gonna make this office transparent. We're going to tell people how we're coming up with these numbers, and then this office is going to be more accountable for the assumptions that it makes, um, and everyone who works in the office is going to know that you can't obscure your work here anymore and have favoritism and inconsistencies and not be accountable for it. Now that data is going to be open to third parties and, uh, uh, the whole work of this office will be accountable for all of that. And people will be able to use that in their appeals too. Uh, but the most important thing is that, you know, we people who've grown up around here, it's sort of in the water that you you've got to appeal. Otherwise you don't really get it. You don't understand the system, but we have to remember in the rest of the United States, Assessors do this work and do a good job for people and they don't need to file these appeals and it's not necessary. We have close to 10 times the rate of appeals here in Cook County that we do in the rest of the United States. It's a grotesque anomaly. shouldn't be necessary. Um, we, as a duty of this office, people have a right to expect they're getting a just outcome without having to go to the expense of hiring someone who's donated to the assessor's campaign. Let's try to get it right the first time. That's our approach.
2: That was Fritz Kagey, candidate for Cook County Assessor in the Democratic primary. You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore, and we're focusing on the assessor's race this weekend. And now we'll have a conversation with the incumbent, Assessor Joseph Berrios. Joe Berrios is in his second term as assessor, and as you've heard from his rivals in this half hour, he is the head of a system that has had its problems. Mr. Berrios is also chairman of the Cook County Democratic Party. We'll talk about both of those roles in the next few minutes. Joe Berrios, welcome. Thank you, Craig. Thanks for having me. Well, let's first talk about that independent review of the uh, tax assessment system that says that the uh, system itself is uh, inconsistent and regressive and relies too much on the appeals process to even the odds between wealthy property owners and poor ones. Now, what do you say to those who uh, suggest that you should have resolved
1: such inequities in the system long before this? Craig, as I said yesterday during the, during the meeting, you know, I inherited a system that for over 40 years has been broken. And, you know, when we got into the office, we made certain decisions what, as to which way we were going to go. And, you know, remember, uh, we, we actually contracted with Tyler Technologies back in 2014 to look at the entire tax system here in Cook County, not just the assessor's office, but the Board review. And the other offices that go into putting out the tax bills, we knew we had problems, and what we needed to do was find solutions. So that's why uh, Tony Prakwinkle and I, uh, after the you know we had started, but you know the Tribune article came in, so then we felt you know we had a uh, it. So we had the uh, civic consulting alliance uh, come in and take a look at the work that we were doing and what should be corrected. And what should be done to make this more fair to everyone everyone you know we we do have an appeals process it does balance out especially for people who uh, uh, feel that their assessments is too high but but in reality you know the goal now is to make try to get the the numbers coming out the first time to make them so good that people will not file appeals so that doesn't cause more regression throughout the system but in reality you know this is something we started you know uh, we saw it back then, but, you know, there were other things that needed to be done at the assessors also. Also, because, you know, the tax bills ha- hadn't come out on time for 34 years. And by law, it had a, they were a specific dates so the taxing bodies could get their money so that they, they wouldn't have to go out and borrow. So that was one huge challenge, which we, we solved in the last six years. Tax bills have gone out on, on time, which have saved taxpayers millions and millions of dollars because they haven't had to go out and borrow. Uh, the other thing we put in the erroneous exemption unit, which to date, you know, has billed almost a, a, a sixty million dollars we've collected, and we've got another thirty million dollars out there that we're we're in the process of collecting. So this is found money for the taxing bodies. They can use it to hire teachers. The other thing, you know, our service department, you know, which, which I called, because we we serve the public. Period. So when people were coming into the assessor's office prior to my being there we uh, people would have to wait an hour hour 15 hour 20 minutes before they got service now we've got it down to 10 minutes so you know these are strives that we're trying to get the message out to the public what their rights are we're doing outreach programs where we're going out into the different communities and explaining to people what their rights are under the system and I think that's very important because of the fact that you know a, a lot of times when you go into the minority communities you know, people don't know what they're entitled to or, or what they can do to solve problems. I mean, we've, in this last seven years, you know, even when I was at the Board of Review, we would go out and check to make sure that people got their exemptions that they were supposed to have. Uh, we've been doing a lot more of that because, you know, uh, we've gone down to Springfield, increased the homeowner's exemption, increased the senior exemption, trying to help seniors. But the thing is, there's a lot of things that had to be done. And again, you don't solve a problem that's a forty-year-old problem overnight, you know. That, so you need experts to come in. So now we've got a uh, an agreement with a Tyler Technologies, a Civic Alliance, and ourselves that we they've come up with some strategies to make the system better. But you know, it's never going to be one hundred percent, and I and I'm, I'll admit it'll never be one hundred percent, no matter who's there. But the thing is, we are getting together. To tackle this problem. And I am one of the first assessors to look at the whole system and say, it needs straightening out, and we're going to do whatever needs to be done to straighten out the, the system. Why should the public
2: have more confidence in you taking the assessor's office forward than in maybe a fresh face like, say, Fritz Kage?
1: Well, I noticed, I know the system, I know what needs to be corrected, and, you know, we, we've set up the mechanism to bring people in to help us do that. Um, my goal, my goal is totally and it has always been to serve taxpayers, and now we'll continue to do that. We have the responsibility to them to make sure that everything is equal and no one pays more than their fair share. But is there any reason why people should have doubts about Fritz Kagey? Uh, Fritz Kagey has never been involved in the assessment system, never been involved in uh, the day-to-day operation of uh, a government office. Uh, you know there are a lot of rules you have to follow. There are a lot of things you need to do, but in reality, you can look at my experience being at the Board of review, and you know being now being at the assessor's office. Uh, people, when I first decided to run for the office, they were telling me not to run for it because of the fact they weren't going to let a minority sit in the assessor's office. But guess what? I I, I chose to take the challenge on. I ran. I beat two opponents back then. But, you know, in reality, the assessor's office is not for sale. You know, it's, uh, someone shouldn't be able to come in there and spend over a million dollars so far of their own money to try to get this office. You know, everybody talks about, you know, uh, funding and everything else. But the thing is, you know, the assessor's office shouldn't be an office that you could just go in there and buy it based on the fact of how much money you have.
2: But now, one of the criticisms that uh, that... A number of people have made is that in running for this office you take money from Mm -hmm. lawyers who practice uh, and and are engaged in appeals and those kinds of things should that kind
1: of thing continue or should it be prohibited number one there is no quick pro quo (coughs) between donations and um, what we do at the assessor's office we look at the documentation that anyone brings to in front of us we have over 2,000 attorneys that practice at the assessor's office. Only about 12% contribute. I never make phone calls for money. I uh, We send out a solicitation. If they want to come, they come. If they don't want to come, they don't come. But, you know, if there was anything kinky going on, you know, that other 88% of the attorneys that practice before the assessor's office and at the board, they would be up in arms. They would be down to the federal building saying, he's getting... Uh, a benefit that we don't have because we don't donate we don't look at that you know we, we look at service and the people that donate to us you know in, in reality they see that we run a good office and we're fair to everyone and, and the reality is you know I come from a poor community I can't afford to run uh, with my community support because they don't have the money to support the candidacy you know going into you know when you end up spending a million million and a half dollars to sit at the assessor's office because, okay, he's raised a bar. You know, again, he's uh, given himself a million. He said he's going to give himself two more millions. So, you know, it's going to be tough to compete with that. But you know what? I've been around. I've worked hard. People know me throughout the county. And I would hope people would trust in the fact that I know what I'm doing and I'm going to solve this problem before I leave there.
2: Uh, do you have a timetable for solving it very quickly?
1: Well, it's a two-phase project. We're, we're looking at homes right now, residential units and then we're going to look at the uh, commercial properties in Cook County. Uh again, it's a 40-year-old problem. You're not going to solve it in a year or two. Uh one of the consultants yesterday said it made a comment some things we can do immediately. Some things are going to take years to get uh get involved in to make sure that it works properly.
2: That is Cook County Assessor Joseph Berrios. Thank you very much for spending this uh time with us. Uh, Remember, the primary election is March 20th. Uh, On Thursday of this uh, past week, the Electoral Board decided to remove Andrea Rayla from the ballot. As she said on this program, she plans to appeal. Now, to our listeners, if you want a copy of this program or to hear it again, please visit our website, that's wbbmnewsradio.com, or you can listen to our podcasts on uh, radio.com. I'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. WBBM and HD Chicago. WCFS-FM and HD1 Elmwood Park, Chicago. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with
0: your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.